Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Border to Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Wendy's Big Show. Showtime, baby. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Welcome in, Hour 3 of the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer, Leroy Butler has leaped into the studios. Tim Shea and Adam Roberts producing the show. We are live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Yesterday, Leroy and I were talking just briefly about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and some of their usage. And I think we... it's the first time you got on my nerves. <laughs> it's probably not the last time. So we're asking you guys about this because we want to know your mama how should the Packers use Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon this season? And we'll ask Andy Herman a little bit about that, too, yeah. coming up at the bottom of the hour here, third segment of this hour. Also want to get some of his thoughts up at training camp. You want to hop in on the conversation. Van Horn Direct Toll Free Talk Line is open, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. So some of what we disagreed with, mm-hmm. and I'll set you up with this, Leroy, here in just mm-hmm. a second. So my thought process is you're going to get these guys their touches. You're going to give them the ball. But in terms of running the football, I might give A.J. Dillon the edge and running it, and I might get... Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game. Touches, they'll probably be about the same number. But in terms of running it, I think I might give A.J. Dillon a little bit more. I can see you disagree. <laughs> I'm glad we got radio because I'm rolling my eyes hard over here. Bob. I'm like, what? <laughs> and you know what? I'll be, to full disclosure, 
A.J. Dillon can catch the ball. Mm -hmm. Don't limit him. He can catch passes, too. Matter of fact, um, I think, I don't know if people know this, but he led the team in rushing. A.J. Dillon did, because Aaron Jones missed a game or two, I mm -hmm. think. But I want you to finish, though. Finish your point. You Were you finished yet? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay, because— And I'll bring up some of the numbers of what last year looked like. We'll do that in a second. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I want eye tests from the people, okay? Because when Aaron Jones caught that long pass against San Francisco and he didn't score the long pass, yep. people giving the man death threats. Mm -hmm. That's just silly. I, would, I, still want, I want a percentage, because that's what me and my nephew did. Because after he listened to the show, he was saying, okay, let's do percentage out of 100%. Okay, because we don't know who the third back is going to be. I, I'm a Patrick Taylor guy. I don't know. Kylan Hill. I don't know. I like Kylan Hill, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they can get back to do it. I, I just don't know. So before we even bring in a third guy, we're talking about these two guys, because it is fantasy drafts going on this weekend into next weekend. Then everybody's September 1st. Yep. Everybody will be having a draft. So people are juggling with this, how they going to do this thing. Because without Devontae Adams, you think that Aaron Jones going to catch more passes. And that's when you were saying, play both of them. That's going to be hard for defenses to kind of key on who. Yeah. A.J. Dillon, to me, first of all, he had a wonderful offseason if you follow him on social media, other than the cop putting his hands on him. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. You got to figure that part out. Uh, but – He's just a great guy, man. Both of these guys are platinum. So you don't have to really choose, like, if you like one or the other. But we're just going to have some fun. 33, man, because I'm going to tell you something. When you're talking about the dual threat, I go back to the Saints when they had Mark Ingram and Kamara. Yeah. Couldn't stop it. Yeah. Couldn't stop it. One guy was a runner, as you talked about. One guy was a pass catch and did everything. Well, and I think that's yeah. the blueprint that I'm kind of going off of here with that. Exactly. It's saying using Dylan that. in that I'm similar that. Mark Ingram that. role and using Kamara or Jones in that Kamara right. type role. Right. And when Ingram left, Kamara got banged up. Mm hmm So if you're Matt LaFleur and his play calling sheet, I got to get Aaron Jones to play 17 games. So I'm going to need A.J. Dillon. I'm going to need A.J. Dillon to play 17 games. So to me, I would go 60% of the running and catching out of the backfield will go to 33. Okay. Okay. And I'll be I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot of feature backs in the world. It's all about committee. Hey, listen, committees work. Yeah. Why do you think Kyle Shanahan, who I think he's had some missteps, in my opinion, this offseason. But we'll talk about that another day. Kyle Shanahan, to me, was the gold standard for committee. Yeah, Raheem Mostert and a bunch of guys to get to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of guys. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, he wasn't year? supposed to be anything. And they drafted a guy earlier in the Did draft. Brown? Yeah, they drafted Trey that, Sermon out of Ohio State, expecting him to be the dude, thanks. and he barely touched the field. So he's saying, "I got a system I'm running. I don't care who the back is. Mm -hmm. Nobody's gonna get 1,200. You're gonna see a lot of four, five, eight, yard, eight hundred. So that system." is kind of what it is. The Rams, you don't know who their top three backs are. You know who they support. Well, Cam but, Akers is supposed to be the guy for Florida State. Got to play hurt. devil's advocate here, when, so Todd Michelle got hurt. when Todd Gurley was the guy. Yeah, when he was the guy. Todd Gurley was getting everything. Got banged up. Mm -hmm. Had to get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? Committees work in this system. So this is a committee, whether you like it or not. 
I'm just saying, Aaron Jones, when he's in there, the safety got to cover him, a linebacker scared to death. Because you can split him out wide, who's ever, you can just throw it to him just like that long pass. So I don't think it's a wrong answer, but I'm going to give 60% Aaron Jones, 40% AJ. I, I would not want to tackle him. No, 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 no. 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 I would go down and see what color shoes he got. I'd be down there. <laughs> grab him back. I'm like, Coach, get this guy down, man. Or someone come block me so I don't have to get in here exactly. and get hit by him. You just act like you're being blocked. Oh, I was pushed out of bounds. I remember we played Craig Hayward, Ironhead, about 300 for the Bears. Man, I said, uh, I went to Brian Williams and um, Bernardo Harris. Coach, I said, what are we going to do about this? Don't let this guy in the secondary. <laughs> don't so, make me tackle this dude. Okay, Gilbert Brown. Don't let him in the secondary, because I don't want to put his face put face print in my chest, man. Yeah. Same thing with AJ Dillon. But yeah. he looks good this offseason, though. He's looked really good. No so, fat on him. Enough. So we'll get into this just more in a second. But here's some of the numbers from last season in okay. terms of how they how much they touched the ball. So last year combined, you had them touching the ball about 28 times. Uh, Aaron Jones touched it about 14.9 times a game. Is that just rushing or? No, you just say touches, touches. Just touches. And then okay. A.J. Dillon touched the ball 13 times. So pretty close, almost 15 yeah. to 13. So pretty mm-hmm. close there, almost 50-50. And in terms of rushes, it was 11.5 for Aaron Jones and 11 for Dillon. So pretty close there. And then two receptions a game for Dillon as opposed to 3.5 for Aaron Jones. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. They're only touching the ball about 28 times last year, the two of them, a mm-hmm. game. That's got to get bumped up well over 30, right? Probably 33, 34, 35, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking three and a half receptions for Aaron Jones last year. Let's see if we can get that four and a half, five. Let's get him the ball a little bit more in space. And I'm fine if A.J. Dillon ends up passing him in terms of rushes attempts because mm-hmm. – I think when you're running the ball up the middle, you're using A.J. Dillon, you're thinking more traditional of a run. But I'm thinking if you can get Aaron Jones the ball in space, I'd love to see volume touches for Aaron Jones, but I don't know that they want to do that because, like you said, you want him for all 17 games. Yep. But when I think about Aaron Jones, if I can find ways to get him in space mm-hmm. and make it so that maybe the number of touches aren't as many as he's had in the past or it's right around the same amount – but they're different touches. It's not mm-hmm. just a simple handoff out of the backfield, try and get you to the outside. Instead, it's getting you in the screen game and letting you create or getting you a swing pass out of the backfield mm-hmm. or you running something across the middle out of the backfield. Ways like that where Aaron Jones can maybe be utilized just a little bit differently, I think they can open up this offense a little mm-hmm. bit and make up for losing Devontae Adams. That's just how I see it. Well, most play action is going to come when – A.J. Dillon is in, is in the game. Because as a defense, they know what you know. Yeah, They're going to run the ball. Play action, somebody's going to be wide open. Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstock back in Tampa. When Mike Allstock was in the game, this, you weren't born yet. Sorry. Oh, I know Mike Allstock. Oh, child, please. You, you was what? Like one? I know well, who you, he is. You, I didn't really watch him. I okay, know who God. he is. Well, he was a bigger guy like yeah. A.J. Dillon. But when he was in the game, we were saying, well, you know what? They're going to give him the ball or they're going to do play action. When Warwick Dunn was there, oh, it's all pass. Same thing like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. So LaFleur and Clemens and Stenovich got to figure out a way to create matchups 
to get these guys past the line of scrimmage. Because that's going to have what me and you were talking about, move the chains. Mm-hmm. I don't need guarding numbers. Just move the chains. If, you, if, if both of these guys play an average of 15 games, say one of them or two of them miss two games each, but you don't lose both of them, they're going to put up some pretty productive numbers. Because I would bet you LaFleur is sitting back looking at saying what Kyle Shanahan is doing. But Shanahan got a, a Trent Williams <laughs> and one of the best offensive lines. And those guys, they just move you. And the back got to pick his hole. If he can get to that, it takes pressure off of everybody. Because Debo Samuels, when they put him back there, it was yeah. for a changeup. You say, wait a minute, this guy's so big and strong and fast. Now they're moving him around. I think the offense is going to look more like what San Francisco is doing. I don't know who's going to be the Debo Samuels in this offense, Packer offense, but that offense in San Francisco, it ain't. They don't mind scoring 13, 14, 15 points. They just want to win the game. Yeah, just, just find a way to win. win. Yeah. Just win. Just win. How do you think the Packers should use Aaron Jones and A.J. I'll Dillon this season? Quarter. You can tell me your percentage after the break. 855-830-8648 if you want to hop in on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. More comes up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show, Toby Altizer, Leroy Butler, Adam Roberts, and Tim Shea here talking with you guys about the Green Bay Packers. And how should the Packers use Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon this season? 855-830-8648 if you want to hop in on the Van Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. Before we get back into it, i got to tell you about Wendy's rewards. There's nothing better than eating Wendy's and then earning more Wendy's while you eat. You got to check out Wendy's Rewards. The entire menu's up for grabs. Whatever food you order directly through the app or the website or at the restaurant counts for points. Every dollar you spend will earn you 10 points. Place your order for pickup or delivery with the Wendy's app or website, and that's all you got to do. Mobile and website orders will add rewards points automatically, so make sure you check out Wendy's Rewards. Download that Wendy's app today. Again, how do you think that the Packers should use Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon this season. Leroy, what'd you say? 60-40? Yeah, 33 getting 60%. Yeah, of I think... all the touches. Catches and rushes. I think I'm He's like... going to be the lead back. Mm, I'm real close to 50-50. Maybe 55-45. I'm so, real close well, to 50-50. Well, let me say this now. I'm going to have to not press you on it, but I need a more clear answer. If you had to pick... So 50-50 means that some games you're going to start A.J. Dillon and 33 going to be watching the first Oh, no, series. no, no. Starter, Aaron Jones in there the first series every time. Okay, so you okay? that's your disclaimer. Aaron Jones is my 1A, He's no start, question. Okay, okay. He's the 1A. All right. All right, okay, no questions good. there. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's get out to our own feisty guy, Ram on the north side. Ram, what's going on, dude? Okay, what's going on? What's going on, Hall of Famer? What's happening? Hey, man. Um... I'm going to say this. It sounds like Leroy, uh, the Packers, going to be taking a page out of the former late coach uh, Walsh. It's going to be a lot of run and shoot. And I'm going to say 55-45. Mm, I think 
uh, Jones is going to be lined up in the slot. Oh, that'd and be awesome. Be, and Dillon will be next to he's going to be next to uh, Rogers, faking like he's blocking. He's going to get them handoff, and then they're going to mix it up. But Leroy and uh, uh, Toby, well, how many receptions you think Jones is going to get this season? I'm think the over under might be like sixty five seventy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, last year goodness. he had 52, and that was the most in his career. So I would not be that's, surprised if you saw something around there. Yeah, if you get runs, if you get yards after the catch, like, like okay, so then now we're talking about trusted people that can catch the ball. Because I know right. there's a lot of talk about the wide receiver room. That's going to be ongoing, you know, ongoing. But other thing I'm going to say, Leroy, and I think I heard you say this, and Gary said, uh, uh, Roger's going to spread the ball around. Back. He's gonna have he to. He's gonna be forced to. I mean, he's gonna have to. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be what it's gonna be like watching Joe Montana. Um, the Packers start on the uh, twenty five, or they start on the twenty. They get a three yard gain. They get a seven yard gain. Get a first down. That's what it looks like to me. That would be great. Yeah, they're definitely that, gonna have to be a little more methodical than what they've been in years past. They're gonna have quick, to. I'm work. Last question: How yeah, many wins both you guys see? I say fourteen. I don't see 14, yeah. I, but I'm still pretty close, though. I'm like 12 or 13. Ram, appreciate it, man. Okay, thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot, Ram. Oh. 14 for him. I, I'm i going to say 11. Okay, 11. Because 11, you win your division, which you're going to do. Good. Well, we don't know this. It was just speculation. Take 11 wins and get to the Super Bowl. I love that. Another 13 wins and get knocked out of the first round. Well, here's the question, too, then, Leroy, if we're going to go off of that. You want to yeah. win the division, obviously. Yeah. Where do you think Minnesota's going to be at? Minnesota's going to be tough. I, I think mean, they, they win double-digit games this year. They might, but Kirk Cousins, for some reason, he put he's a regular season guy, but in December and January, no. Well, but you're bringing back a guy that he's familiar with working with. There's yes. already been yeah. reported that there was friction with Zimmer and Kirk Cousins yeah. and all this. And Kirk actually played pretty well last year. Oh, so yeah. He put up big numbers. If he can numbers. play similar to what he did last year and you bring in an offensive guy, yep. I don't know. I could see them winning 10 games this year. Oh, yeah. If Davin Cook is healthy, um, and, you know, Justin Jefferson platinum. I mean, if, if Thielen is healthy, they're going to score points. But you got to get their defense to understand that um, without Zimmer, I don't know, man, because Zimmer was a defensive guy. And even Aaron Rodgers talked about how difficult mm-hmm. it was playing him. So they're going to be a team. I mean, listen, I mean, they split with the Packers, I think, the last two years. I mean, so they, they're going to probably win. You know, you really – let's be honest, 17 games, you only really got to win really nine games to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about winning the division, going to be 11, 12, or 13. Once you do that and you got home field, now what are you going to do with it? That's the thing because you've been on – uh, at home, two of the three years, Matt Lafleur has been here, and haven't gotten to the Super Bowl. So that's why the best word was finishing. But if you're a Viking fan, we got one in this building, John Madonna. That guy's a huge Viking fan. They think they got an opportunity. They're gonna get that new coach bump. Yeah, but it'll level out at some point. But you know, that's a team you got to contend with. And if Dalvin Cook is hurt again, if he say he play. 12 games, they ain't going nowhere. Real quick, I do want to get back into this, talking about Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, but we talked to a guy from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, Chris Thomason, the other day, and I asked him this. You ever seen anything where teams trade in division in terms of drafting, and it ends up that those guys are Jamison Williams going to Detroit (laughs) and Christian Watson's in Green Bay? Yeah, isn't that amazing? 
That's crazy to well, me. Well, remember they got a new uh, GM too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't pronounce his name, but he, I mean, Dave, I've, that, it's unprecedented. I, I, I'm sure it happens a lot, but we just don't focus on it. But this was just like, Well, but okay, not for high-profile skill position guys usually. To get to help the other team get a draft pick in the second round, yeah. high dresser. So they're probably looking, if I can get draft capital by, hey, man, it's blind business. I'm going to do whatever the best deal. I don't care who it is. I got to make it happen. And I'm glad they did, though. Yeah, it's Thank good you. to have Christian Watson yeah. in town. Yeah, I think it's just odd seeing that, but hopefully the Packers can win the division. I think that most of us assume so. Exactly. And, and two of the guys, again, going back to it, the guys that are going to be a big part of this offense and big reason why we think they can is A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And right. we'll get back into the defense in the final hour, but there's a there's not a whole lot of question marks on that defense, but there's a ton on offense but the two guys that can kind of erase some of those questions if they're able to play up to an incredibly high level like we expect them to are Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yes. And if Dillon can keep just pounding the rock up the middle and giving you four or five yards each time, like you said, maybe this Packers offense is going to be different, and instead of trying to be the explosive, let's put up 35 points a game sort of offense they've been, let's just move the chains. And if that's going to be the mindset that you're going to have, you're still going to get Jones his touches, but I think you got to use A.J. Dillon a bit more in the run game and just pound the ball up the middle because unless they're packing the box every time, Leroy, A.J. Dillon is going to pound the rock for four and five yards every time he touches it. I mean, it's a fact, especially in the red zone, I think what they're going to try to do. But I think sometimes fans forget about how hard it is to score in the red zone because we use the back of the end zone, the sidelines, almost like another defender. You can't run any goal routes. So you have to do double moves and you have to do be physically able to run it. But if you get inside the five, everybody in the stadium is going to know you're going to give it to A.J. Dillon. So you can play action him and your tight end will be wide open in the flat. There's a lot of things you can do. All of that stuff is coming back because you don't have to force it to Devontae now. Well, and then real quick, because we're going to talk with Andy Herman coming up in just a few minutes here. Mm-hmm. I think in the past it's been around 4 5%, maybe even less of the snaps that those guys are back on the field together, Dillon okay. and Jones. What do you want to see that bumped up to this year? Ooh. I'd, I'd love to see them do it quite a bit, maybe 15%, 20%. You'll see it if they have a third option. If they don't have a third back to emerge, then you probably won't see it a lot. Because if one of these guys or both of them, because if you play them at the same time, they both can get hurt. But once you get in the regular season, you don't think like that. You just play your guys. But if, if a Patrick Taylor is healthy, who knows the offense, oh, yeah, you're going to see them out there a lot. And I think you'll see Aaron in the shotgun, and you'll see both of them at his side. Yep. And you'll see Aaron Jones motion out either way. And whoever, if the guy moves with him, oh, his man, I like that matchup. That's where the ball going. If the guy doesn't move, he moves out of just well, a linebacker you know, zone. You know something that they haven't done in a while that they could consider using Jones in? What's that? Remember uh, Swerve and Irvin? Motion that oh, dude across. Yeah. yeah. You see the Aaron Jones sweeps. maybe be doing a little bit of that, or maybe Christian yeah. Watson when he gets back doing something of that. Yeah, them jet sweeps are amazing. I think they might be doing some of that. And I would love that. That's a good point. Watson yeah. ran the ball a lot in college. Yeah. So maybe that's something they're going to yeah. use him in that sort of You must have did your homework on this. A one. little bit, a little bit. I, I needed Look to prove you. you wrong. 
AR, turn this guy mic off, man. Turn it off. I if know, I would, I could. Hey, listen, I know you're going in the Hall of Fame, but I got to try and make my opinions here, too. So. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Wait till I go to camp, dude. You can do all you want. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expert date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Probably just said Ryan Kerrigan's calling it a career. Yep, yep. <laughs> Andy Herman comes up next here on the Wendy's Big Very Show. Nice. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Toby Altizer, Leroy Butler, time to get out to the Schneider Orange Hotline and bring our guy in from the Pack-A-Day podcast, Andy Herman. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. Andy, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we got to start. I've seen that you and a lot of other people have been hyping up fourth-round pick, Romeo Dubs in camp. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen up there so far. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly, I mean, it's worth stating here, no pads on yet, still very early, but uh, you would also be remiss to say, or you know, I, I don't remember a rookie in their first two practices um, having the sort of wow plays that Romeo Dobbs had in his first two practices. So uh, he had a couple plays on his first day, one against KB and Ento, which, okay, it's against KB and Ento, but he absolutely goes up. And this is a literal, you know, mossing of KB and Ento. 50-50 football at best. In fact, I would argue KB and Ento probably had a better shot at it. And Dobbs just goes up and completely, you know, outmuscles him for the ball, comes down with it, keeps his feet in bounds. And that was sort of his first wild play, but had a couple of other really nice plays on day one as well. 
And then day two comes along, and Matt LaFleur was asked about Dobbs' first day um, before day two of practice, and he said, you know, yeah, anyone can have one good day of practice. It's about putting back-to-back practices together. Well, lo and behold, Dobbs comes out on day two. The first play is just a quick slant. It's like an eight-yard play, ho-hum, no big deal, right? But on this specific play, the ball is right in between Darnell Savage and Romeo Dobbs. It's a ball from Aaron Rodgers. It is another one of those 50-50 balls. And not only is it a 50-50 ball, but both players full speed collide right into each other. Mm. Yet Romeo Dobbs is the one that comes down with the ball, hangs onto it through contact, hangs onto it through contact with the ground. So that was another impressive play. And then the big one, red zone, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. He's got a one-on-one on the outside, Romeo Dobbs versus Eric Stokes. I don't know if this is just based, you know, predicated based on Reed or if Aaron Rodgers is like, all right, kid, let's see what you got sort of thing. But he looks outside, takes one step. Dobbs releases beautifully off of Stokes. Stokes has really good coverage on the play, has the opportunity to, to really bat the ball away. But once again, Dobbs goes up, makes the play, comes down, feet and bounds, gets the touchdown, and then had another touchdown in the red zone activities against uh, Devondre Campbell as well. So, it's early. You know, we have no idea what it's going to translate to when the actual pads come on and when teams start, you know, actually having a plan against them and things like that. But a, a really impressive start for Romeo Dobbs. Nice. Well, and the other thing with these rookies that it's good to see them out on the field. One guy I'm interested about, I do want to hear how the other rookies have been, but haven't heard anything about Kingsley Inigbari in camp so far. Has he been on the field and what has he been up to? Because he can end up being a big part of this defense as that third edge rusher? Yeah, the third edge rusher is definitely going to be a question mark. So far, Kingsley's been uh, relegated to just the second team. The number three and number four edge rushers so far uh, have been Tipa Naliai and Ladarius Hamilton. So we haven't seen a ton of run. Randy Ramsey just got back today in the walkthrough practice, and then we haven't seen a ton of Inigbari yet. Watched a couple snaps of Inigbari. You could even tell just going back to OTAs and minicamp, I don't think this is just going to be a plug-and-play for Enigbari. And I think maybe as the season goes along, he could pick up some things and maybe end up being a player that could get some rotational snaps. But you can just tell he needs to put on some functional strength. He's just going to have to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. I'm not saying, again, that at some point this year he can't compete, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a process for Kingsley. And with all the rookies that we have been hearing about, you know, we'll take a wait-and-see approach uh, with Kingsley. But nothing you know, major to report at this point with him. Yeah, Andy, thanks for coming on as Leroy Butler. Um, when will the offensive line become an issue with so many guys on PUP? Um, of course, David Bottieri, but how can they, the depth of the offensive line, or because so many people looking at the receivers and they just assume that the offensive line will be fine, um, when do you think that will become an issue? Yeah, I'm right there with you. As soon as we sort of found out that David Bakhtiari was once again going on the pup list, and I know there's, you know, cautious optimism, those famous words that we've been hearing over and over that he's going to be ready at some point. But as soon as David Bakhtiari went on pup, you know, in OTAs and mini camps, you're hearing like, all right, they're splitting snaps between Jake Hansen and Cole Van Landing and Royce Newman and those sort of things, Yash Neisman. All those things you're thinking like, okay, yeah, but once the season comes along, it's going to be David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. So I don't really care about this all that much. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you know Jenkins is probably going to spend some time on the pup list going into the season. You don't know what David Bakhtiari season is going to bring. And now, all of a sudden, this becomes issue 1A because if you go into a season with Bakhtiari and John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers, whoever you want at right guard, and then Elton Jenkins at right tackle or some form of that, you feel pretty good because you have your two aces in Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins on the field. If all of a sudden, now your best offensive lineman is John Runyon Jr., who's a nice offensive lineman, 
And you don't want him being your best number one guy. And then it's Josh Myers. And then you just start going down from there, right? That is a totally different offensive line. So I'm right there with you. I think they're going to have to get this situated. We've already seen Royce Newman, Cole Van Lannan, Zach Tom, a variety of guys. Yash Nijman is sort of rotating through these positions. I don't think Green Bay knows what they have yet. And is you know sort of the old adage: if you don't know what you have, you probably have nothing. Um, I think they're going to have to feel this out and just hope that at some point Bakhtiari and Jenkins come back healthy. Yeah, because that's that. That would be an issue if you can't protect. So okay, Devontae Adams gone. Okay, fine. Uh, now you're thinking, where are these targets going to go? So tight end position, I'm not real sure if um, – I think Darren Waller still wants a new contract, and I don't know if they'll make a trade for him. But you got to think about a position that can really be valuable if you're able to get any kind of mileage. Because, again, we're t- they're trying to make up all these targets, 169 targets from when Devontae left. So what about the tight end position? Have you been able to – because I'm a big uh, 84 guy, but, I mean, 81 has to step up and be the guy. 89 is your guy who's going to always be there blocking. But, you know, until 85 comes back, it's wide open. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, there's certain roles that I think are pretty much set, right? As you mentioned, you've got Mercedes Lewis. He's going to be your blocking tight end. You know what that's going to be. It's almost like a sixth offensive lineman yep. out there. It is what it is, but it's, he's fantastic at it, and you'll take what he's giving you every day of the week. I think Josiah DeGuire is going to play that H-back role, you know, line up a little bit in the backfield, move around a little bit, try to get some mismatches, maybe 15, 20 snaps per game. That's probably what you're looking at there. And then you've got kind of that true number one tight end. And to me, I don't think there's much, um, you know, competition here in regards to if Tunyon's healthy, it's going to be Tunyon. And if Tunyon's not healthy, it's going to be Tyler Davis. I don't know that anyone else is really going to get too involved in that conversation unless, like you said, they add somebody at the last minute via a trade or something. Um, but I've been very impressed with Tyler Davis. I'm right there with you. I think uh, he has a future in front of him, whether that's, you know, as a ultimately number three tight end who's getting you 20 catches a, a season or something like that, or whether he can be more remains to be seen. Uh, but right now I think it's Mercedes as your blocker, Josiah as your H-back. And then Tyler Davis holds down that number one until Tunyon's ready to come back and play, you know, his full slate of snaps uh, whenever that may be. And don't have Davis in that blocking, man. I don't want to see him blocking. I mean, I don't want to see him on a defensive end. The guy throws him down. I want to see him going up to see him. He's going to be wide open because they're not going to pay him any attention off of play action. Throw him the ball. You need to have a pass-catching exclusive tight end. It's maybe I don't maybe they'll put Lazard in there. I don't know, but I think uh, Toby has another question. Go ahead, Toby. Yeah, talking with Andy Herman from the Packaday Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Looking at Jordan Love so far, have you seen anything that he's shown some growth this season, or what? What have we seen out of Jordan Love so far? Yeah, I was talking to a couple of people on the sideline about that today. It was it was interesting because. You know, after you're done with practice, you kind of go through and you see like, all right, what has everyone else kind of been saying about practice? Because there's 90 players that are out there, at least right now, like 77 with the injuries. And it's really tough to see everything, right? So I go through all like the beat guys and there's nothing really out there. But like a bunch of the rest of Packers Twitter was talking of like how Jordan Love had this amazing first day. And I was talking to a couple of guys. I'm like, did you you see this? Because I don't remember Jordan Love having an amazing first day. He's been fine. I think the biggest thing that you can say, which I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but he hasn't made any mistakes through three days of practice. Mm -hmm. He looks more in control of the offense. He looks like he knows what he's doing. There hasn't been one play where I can be like, holy cow, Jordan Love had this ridiculous throw. He just came back, planted, and fired a down the field there hasn't been anything like that the closest thing i can come to it was a bootleg in red zone uh where he uh, had a really nice play action fake bootleg to his left 
and then just kind of uh, it was only like a three yard pass, but had this beautiful touch pass where he just kind of lofted it right over the defender to the waiting arms. I think of Tyler Davis in the end zone. Um, but there, it just kind of been mostly nondescript, but no mistakes, no interceptions, no turnovers, no anything like that. Um, I was kind of commenting to me in his first year, that was basically just like a red shirt year. He didn't do anything. He didn't get a training camp. He didn't get an OTA. He didn't get anything like that. No preseason because of the COVID season. Last year, to me, I know he was sort of masquerading as a number two QB, but he almost he always looked more like a number three QB to me last year. This is the first time where I've at least been watching him and be like, all right, he has enough command and control of the offense that he at least looks like a number two. Now, whether that's you know the 33rd best quarterback or the 64th best quarterback, I'm not sure yet. That'll remain to be seen. But at least he's starting to show signs that he could be a potential you know backup this season and actually be uh, competent in that role. And how confident does, uh, you know, we heard some cuts from Aaron Rodgers and some of the clips that he talked about at his locker after the first practice. How confident does everyone seem to be that Alan Lazard can step up and be a number one wide receiver this season? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. uh, Well, the quarterback mentioned his name a couple times, Andy. I know. I agree. That's obviously got to be a good sign for him, right? (laughs) That's a good sign. He had a really nice first day of practice, too. Uh, him and Dobbs were my top two players of practice on day one. Nice. You could tell that Rodgers was looking to him as the number one. So whether or not he's a like true, you know, quote-unquote number one wide receiver, that can certainly be debatable. Uh, but it certainly seems like he's going to be the de facto number one in this offense when, you know, everyone's out there and healthy. Rodgers is looking his way a ton. He looks good. He looks very well in shape. I know it's like everyone's in the best shape of their life season, but he looks fantastic. He's been making some really good catches. Um, And I don't know, like whether that means he's going to evolve into this incredible number one wide receiver. He's just going to be, you know, good to really good. I I would lean towards the latter, but he's going to have a big role in this offense. And like I said, I think he's going to be the de facto number one unless, again, something crazy happens where they add somebody at the last minute. Okay, now I got a tough question for you, okay, because now all three of these guys got extensions, and I'm glad. I've been wanting LaFleur to get an extension a long time ago. They didn't announce any numbers. I don't really care about that. That's rich folks' problem, how much people make. We ain't making it, so I don't really care. As long as they're going to be here. But my question is, Andy, in this kitchen is going to be different because Devontae is gone. You can't serve that anymore. It was fantastic. But I need to create a new meal. Now, how is this going to work? Tom Clemens, Stenovich, the head coach, and Aaron Rodgers. Cause we all got to agree this is a new system because Aaron, I think, said Devontae had 80% of the playbook. I don't know if that's right. It was just, you know, kind of speaking. In your opinion, how's this going to work? Because remember, Tom Clemens was with um, McCarthy's, so he had to come in and learn this offense and see what, you know, maybe they'll give him something like passing, third down passing. I don't know. How do you think this is going to work? Or you think, which I think it's going to go. Matt LaFleur finally went on and said to his wife, you know, I'm finally going to get a chance to run my offense and I don't have to worry about forcing it to 17. Yeah, where I would lean on this is they had a really brilliant offensive coordinator in Nathaniel Hackett and a really great quarterback coach in Luke Getze that both got promotions. They replaced both of those guys. And even with the brilliance of Getze and Hackett and deservingly getting promotions on their ends, to me, this is a two-person offensive system and that's Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. And there's always going to be some give and take of what Aaron wants to run, and there's going to be some give and take in what Matt LaFleur wants to run. I'm of the belief that this 
team is best and this offense has been at its best when Matt LaFleur's system is getting run and Aaron Rodgers is sort of being the point guard, distributing the ball, getting the ball out of his hands, making his checks at the line of scrimmage where need be. To me, that's when it's been his most efficient. I know all the stats out there of like, well, the Packers are 7-0 and and putting 30-some points per game or whatever it is when Devontae Adams is out. I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that this team is better without Devontae Adams. But I think we have seen them be a little bit more you know, judicious in distributing the football and working the mismatches and finding out who can get open on their specific defender. And I think that's where Matt LaFleur and his offense is really brilliant. And I think if we can see more of that this season, and again, Rodgers sort of being that distributor and not just looking to get 20 targets per game for Devontae Adams, I think there can be a way that that works, assuming that the defense is as advertised and the special teams is in a complete unmitigated nightmare, worst special teams of all time. If you get those two things with maybe a slight downtick in the offensive production, I think you have a new recipe for success. And yes, there's different cooks in the kitchen. There's no Devontae Adams. You're maybe your best flavor you had going, but I think there's still enough here to be super successful. And I think something had to change, right? Because you had the best receiver in football, the best quarterback in football for three straight seasons, and they want to combine two playoff games. So that wasn't working. They had to try something different. They go on the defensive run, and we'll see if they can be a little bit better this season when it actually comes to push and shove in the playoffs. Andy, we appreciate the time today. Man, Keep up the great stuff, work. Andy. It's almost like you know about journalism and football, man. Good job. <laughs> I, I fake it really well. <laughs> Andy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. There you heard from Andy Herman from the Packaday Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Big show, Toby Altizer, the Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler, and Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. I want to remind you that at Wendy's, you can get yourself some hot and crispy fries. Mm. Oof, they sound good right now. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. That's why Wendy's serves them up hot and crispy all day, every day. Natural cut, skin on potatoes, fried to golden perfection, and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt just the way they should be. Plus, Wendy's fries aren't like other fries. They're not hot for one second and then mm-hmm. cold the next. They're served up hot and crispy every single time, standing up to any dip you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or a Frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference that hot and crispy can make. Head to Wendy's today and get your order of hot and crispy fries at Let participating Wendy's. Let me tell you what my Wendy's. daughter Sierra does. She empties, she get an empty bag. Can I get an extra bag? They're like, sure, give her up. I said, what do you need the bag for? She emptied her fries, two large fries. From Wendy's into okay. the bag, shake them up, makes a weird noise. She put, thank you, AR. <laughs> she put some ketchup like in there, shake it up again. Guy. Ketchup in there, shake it up. And she put some kind of barbecue sauce stuff, shake it up again. And then she peeled the bag off the top of it, like an yeah. inch down, and tear them up. I've never seen nobody do that. Uh, 
that's a little odd to me, it's Too Leroy. much work. Just eat the fries. <laughs> well, you could just dip it in that sauce no, if you want. No, she got it, a whole the, process. The proper way to do it is you got to eat it with a frosty. Sierra, you that's need therapy. That's the way to do it. You eat just, it with a frosty, a good old chocolate frosty. Oh I do need to try it with a strawberry frosty, though. That sounds yeah, good. We did it Limited with chocolate. time only, man. We did it with chocolate. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for that. That sounds good. And the, yeah. the new fries, the hot and crispy ones, they're Fire. perfect for it. Because they, they're not falling over when you're trying oh, to get man, some of that frosty on, on there. I'm not like those bag. other fries. Yeah, It's not like those other fries, baby. It's the good, it's hot, and crispy Wendy's Ooh. fry. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Packers' defense again with the defensive expert, the guy headed into the Pro Football Hall of Fame next week, Leroy Butler. What concerns do you have with the defense, if any? Oh, boy. We'll talk about that next here on the Wendy's Big Show with Toby Altizer, Leroy Butler, and Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University Studios. Wisconsin Wide, the Big Show Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 